Hello, I am C-3PO, and I believe the storyteller is ready. So, let us begin. I know what you're going to say. I changed my hair. It's nice that way. So we start the 20 off, and Luke shows up in the cave. Uh, he kind of has a shadowy appearance, and everyone turns to him in their moment of, of worst grievance. Uh, he uh, gives Leia the dice that were Han. He tells Leia that no one's ever really gone, but he has to go face Kylo Ren. Uh, he winks at 3PO and then leaves the hangar through the giant hole that was blasted by the First Order. Uh, Kylo notices him and gets everyone in the First Order to blast him into oblivion, and Poe realizes this is an opportunity that for them to escape because Luke must be doing this as a distraction. Right, and so in a fit of passion, Kylo is throwing all the guns the First Order has at Luke Skywalker, which uh, Hux indulges for a moment, and then after a certain amount of time, he's like, all right, knock it off. This is not working. And then sure enough, when the dust settles, we see that Luke Skywalker is completely unscathed by this attack. And so Kylo himself joins Luke Skywalker down on the dirt, and they face each other. Uh, meanwhile, of course, uh, the the uh, the resistance is escaping uh, out some well what they've perceived to be some cracks in the back of the cave. Uh, in fact, the the crystal critters have identified that there are some 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 escapes out back. Yes, Poe realizes that if Luke found a way in and the crystal critters are no longer here, there must be an opening. Uh, and Ray has that same notion as well. So she's looking around to find openings to come rescue them. She notices that the critters are coming through this one little crevice and that there's a big herd of them, probably running away from the giant blasts fired at the door. Mm -hmm. uh, and then she goes and lands the Falcon there. Uh, Poe and the rest of the rebels uh, follow, follow suit and realize that uh, the area that they can escape is just covered by a giant mound of rocks. Uh, Ray uses the force to lift those rocks, freeze the rebels, and they're all safe. Uh, meanwhile, Luke versus Kylo. Kylo's talking some smack. Luke is like cool hand Luke and quite literally uh, just lets Kylo cut him in half, realizing Kylo then that Luke isn't actually there. He's just a projection. Uh, Luke says bye. Uh, and then he goes to die, and Kylo realizes, oh shit, I was totally fooled the entire time. And that's pretty much how The Last Jedi ends. There's a final reunion where we've uh, confirmed between uh, Leia and and Rey that indeed they felt Luke pass away, yes. although it was peaceful. On Octo to his binary sunset. That's right. Uh, she meets Poe for the first time, which is kind of odd. Hi. Hi. I'm Poe. Right. I know. Everything matters. Mm -hmm. And that's fine, but you can't have something that's a blatant contradiction, whereas they were introduced to each other in The Force Awakens novelization, yeah. and then have them reintroduced to each other. That's the kind of thing where you can't do that kind of shit. Because then you can't trust the books as well. Exactly. And yeah. it's, 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 it's insulting to fans. It is. And so have they, like, giving them a moment of interaction? Fair. Absolutely. It needed to be treated as if it wasn't their first interaction. It made it maybe an early interaction because how that do was they, the whole point. How but. do they meet in The Force Awakens? Is it really face-to-face, -face, nice to meet you, or is it a little subtler than that? I think it's a very, very similar sort of thing that yeah. just takes place at the base on Dakar yeah. uh, before Rey goes uh, to Octo. Right, okay. And it just makes sense. Well, and I recall when this movie came out, because there's like a weird moment between Poe and Ray where you're like, oh, I guess they haven't met before. Uh, the layman anyway. Mm. Um, some people picked up on like a romantic uh, back and forth between the two of them. Like, is there some kind of heat between these two? Well, no, there was like a little bit of a, of a look, but I think it was the intention there was purely on the basis of my cat is wailing. I was was that a siren is what I initially thought? It's just a cat. Hi Mia. Anyway, she can join us. That's right. She's giving me the stare down like can I actually come in? Yeah. Um what were we talking about? About the the potential of a romantic entanglement between Ray and Poe. Yeah, no, th th I think the thing there is it's Ray's so that smile on Ray's face mm -hmm. that she gives to Poe and Poe's po like the I know who you are sort of thing. Right. That's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be... <laughs> I'm going to get the water away from the cat. Oh, my God. Uh, it's supposed to be a moment of Ray's building a name for herself the way Luke Skywalker did. Mm -hmm. She's not the nobody from nowhere that 
literally Luke called her and she called herself. That's Ray, a good, Ray from nowhere. That's a good point. She is somebody. She's building a name for herself and Poe's like, yeah, of course I know who you are. Right. Whereas she still just sees herself as Ray the scavenger, whereas everybody who knows the story here sees her as the final hope. That's right. And so it, it's, it's a cool moment in the intention, but what it does for Star Wars as an overall, like the relationship between mediums uh, is one of the biggest mistakes in the movie. It's a huge mistake. It's interesting, isn't it, that other than the heroic feat, the, the force feat that is her um, moving all those rocks in the end, and I think there's a case to be made for naming this episode Lifting Rocks, um, other than that, she's really not that pertinent in the final 20 minutes of this movie. No, she's really not. She's really a background character and she, to Luke, which is fair. Well, yeah, I mean, she also disappears. We don't get to see her escaping on Snoke's shuttle. We don't get to see how she reunites with Chewie in any way, shape, or form. Like, there, there are some holes. Once again, she kind of shows up out of nowhere where you're like, oh, fuck, I forgot Ray was in this movie, even though she's been the only part of this movie that's been good up until this point. Like, Although that's half the movie, but to that degree, Ray and Kylo, and then Kylo and Luke, and then Luke and Leia. But like yes. any connection you make there... Uh, the errors come in with anything Finn Poe. And Poe, every line Poe had in this 20 was shit, too. It's crap. I mean, like, I've talked a lot as we've broken down this movie about how they're trying to force catchphrases in this movie. And when he's like, we're the spark that will light the I flame. Hate that. That will light the cigar that will smoke while we talk about how we'll burn down the First Order. Like, I think it's like, stop. <laughs> that was good. Stop talking about this. It's yeah. a clunky line. It's really clunky. It's been said a few times. And it's supposed to demonstrate that he is coming around to both Holdo and Leo's way of, Leia's way of thinking. Mm-hmm. But it's just a shitty line. It is a shitty line. And the same with the everything you just said was wrong or exactly. whatever it was. Exactly. Amazing. Or whatever. Everything you just yeah. said was wrong or whatever what he fucking says. Which I, I kind of disagree with, by the way, because then he lists a couple of things that, that Kylo said that are wrong. And sure, um, the resistance is reborn today or the rebellion is reborn today. Sure, we can say that's a truth. Um, and he won't be the last Jedi. Sure, we can say that's a truth. But... The war is not just starting, Luke. The war is just beginning. Fuck off. No, it's not. No, he's he's right in that regard. And that's where it's a bit of an issue. It's because Leia, the whole point is why they were called the resistance. Yeah. Is because the first order like the Force Awakens is a huge, huge moment in like galactic history. Yeah. Like that moment in time. We're talking about a two-day time period where the entire Republic system, the capital, six, like the entire Hosnian system is wiped out entirely. Mm -hmm. And so the First Order has just been a political party building up ammunition and then people realizing, oh shit, it's the Nazi party. And then within like a two-day turn, now they're in charge and they've wiped out the actual like Republic. Luke's totally right. The war just started that week. It's not over, dude. Yeah, that faction of the war has. But I mean, like, it's but, called Star Wars, and it's so weird to, in the penultimate episode of the Skywalker saga, have Skywalker say, it's just beginning. True. But in the same way, like, the final battle is just beginning, though. Because, yes. like, this year we're going to see, like, like they'll do hints towards what's happened in this last <laughs> year with Kylo Ren, the First Order. Uh, versus the resistance and all. It's only been a year. If has that been confirmed uh, between these up and like between Last Episodes. Jedi and uh, Rise of Skywalker? Interesting. Yes, one year. Interesting. And so, but I mean, as an overall, I think he is right because the First Order and you kind of see them like they're all like they're on Star Killer Base, which is in the middle of nowhere in the galaxy. Right. They're this gigantic army built up, similar to the way Palpatine had the clone army, just ready to go right there. And then the First Order in the very first scene, like on the Jakku village, they're like a terrorist faction sure. almost. Yeah. So they the first the, the war is just starting. I, I do give that one some credit, and it will be interesting because it'll be interesting to see where the war is come the rise of Skywalker mm-hmm. and what will shift. Will the main focus of the war be shifting towards a new evil? Well, and is Kylo Ren still huffing off the same burst of evil adrenaline that he ends this movie with? Because he is so evil at the end of this movie. It's very hard to see him coming back. It is. Uh, JJ had some quotes about how Kylo is more mature. Uh, He's 
grown into his role and like assumed it as first leader as uh, supreme leader of the first order um but he's still raging in his own way mm-hmm. but he has a, he's much more control was the word jg used as how well. about this this is a subtlety that i picked up on which might be completely accidental but after kylo utters the the order i want every gun we have to fire on that man what two words does he say as the supreme leader do it do it he does yeah and i don't know if that's a coincidence i picked up on it but probably it probably is a a coincidence but it's just such a good line oh i mean it's just it it's menacing man yeah what do you think about his delivery of the of the last jedi i will have killed the last jedi and he kind of seethes it which is fine and seethes and he's an amazing actor but the line itself is such a you mean to tell me we're some kind of suicide squad yeah and it really stands out in that moment yeah it does the resistance is dead the war is over, and when I kill you, I will have killed the last Jedi. That's the amazing thing that Adam Driver does, is he can mask anything and make it work. But he gets so few bad lines for how many cheap lines there are in this movie. He's pretty well written, and this is not a great one, but it no. still kind of works. Like, I mean, the only line I have in here is, for Kylo Ren in this 20, is the part about, like, I want every gun we have fired on that man. Yeah. Do it more and then the the more screaming shaking more yeah that's really good yeah those are really well delivered well while we're talking about some quotes uh, what do you think for a title of this i think see around kid is a good one um do you think you got him honestly is not bad and no one's ever really gone is pretty good i know my son's gone no one's ever really gone it's the best one that he stumbles across. Right. right. Like Ryan Johnson threw a lot of spaghetti at the wall with quotable <laughs> with like lines that he wanted to be memorable. True. And that one's beautiful. It's perfect because he's saying it to Leia about Han, about her son. That's true. About him as he kisses her. You can actually, for the first time I noticed, uh, it's probably the biggest, like, I think I probably only watched it on some, like, I don't know, my laptop or like my phone and such or airplanes. Um, because I maybe hadn't seen The Last Jedi on as big of a screen since I saw it in the theater when yeah. I was watching it this time. Um, but I noticed some subtleties on Leia's face. Like She knows Luke's not there after he kisses her. That's good. And I'm glad about that. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't really notice that before, but I think, it's, I think it's definitely played that way. She should know. Yes, of course. Um, but I think that also adds to it as well. So no one's ever really gone. She's lost everything. Mm-hmm. But she's also connected to the Force. And so as much as even he will die her connection to the force will potentially allow them to be connected but just when she dies she'll still have like han's kind of gone forever unless besides memory but or if ben does something good that's the han in him yes that's another that's a that's another really good point uh but even him like even kylo ren he may be consuming Ben Solo, but Ben Solo is still there. In a literal sense, it is kind of funny that he would say no one's ever really gone. Well, he's literally gone. He's literally not present while he says that. That's true. But, uh, and I know we're not into the episode nine stuff, but I think Leia's going to die in the movie. Sure. Um, to the point where like, her force ghost can come to ray with luke maybe or all of carrie fisher who appears in rise of skywalker it's all taken uh as it's all taken from non-used footage just from the force awakens from seven not from eight does that mean they originally planned to kill her off in seven no if if in fact she dies and that's a good point though you're right that's a really good point they probably can't do the they probably unless they can find a way to kill her off screen or just kind of cgi But how do you do that i don't know and they said they would never cgi her no so i don't know no it's a Maybe they can't, maybe they'll just have to do it like Luke, Leia's conversation in Empire. Hmm. Leia. <laughs> we well, go back. while we're on Projection Luke, do you notice that when he enters the cave, you can see his shadow? And is that okay? I mean, the way he doesn't make footprints on the salt, should he have a visible shadow? I mean, I know light that, light can make shadows, but like. That's interesting. I don't know. I don't know either. I, I can't decide if I think that's right. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, then there's the lightning side of things with Yoda. Um, but then again, this is not the same as a Force ghost. It's no, a projection. So, yeah. No, I, I really, I don't know on that one. Uh, I definitely noticed when the very first time watching it, like, why does he look different? Why did he get cleaned up? Sure. Um, but I, I didn't piece it together until, like, 
they don't give you much time to speculate. Like no. you really kind of get into it and you and you figure you probably figure out why he has a haircut and everything. I mean, you can also almost chalk it up to, well, he was living like a hobo and he's decided not to do that anymore. Yes, that's true. Um are you overall satisfied with this being the death of Luke Skywalker? Yes. Knowing that it's part of the Jedi arc to come back as a Force ghost, and that's essential in the final chapter, it might as well die in this movie, right? Yeah, I think. And I think he he's passed on the important lessons to the next generation. Uh, he's been able to accept his role in the Force, and that really can bring kind of a piece that works, I think. And also because he had cut himself off from the Force, and they'd set it up in a way that this is insanely exerting and exhausting it works uh, right. I, and yeah i am okay with it being a lot of people aren't of course but i like luke start to finish in this movie and i think i think it makes sense i think it makes sense that he would be and i think a lot of people the problem is they think he should be be, be like obi-wan mm-hmm. but he's not nope he's like yoda yep he didn't want it like yoda didn't want to train luke that's true. And he eventually came around, and Luke eventually came around, but not as much as Yoda, until Yoda knocks some sense into Luke. Uh, but it, 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 Luke is not supposed to be bent. Like, Obi-Wan had an unwavering faith. Mm-hmm. The Skywalkers have never been that. Why is it a dual sunset as he dies on Octo? Just poetry. It's just poetry, right? Just, it rhymes. I mean, the- I love George Lucas's hope of in point for star wars i mean there's a general beauty in in him dying while looking out at the sunset that's how we met luke skywalker 40 yes. years ago um so we're not supposed to think about that too much it's not like there's two suns on octo it's not a literal there is. thing there is two suns oh is there yep that okay. was just something that like they wanted to bring full circle in, in kind of a nice way like our we've many planets have many numbers of suns and moons and so why not make this another uh i forget what they call them Binary, solar, celestial, whatever. Right. They, there's, a, there's a term for a, a planet. For with... the sake of that final shot, it's worth saying that Octo has a second sun. Hell yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, why not? It just works. And the the looking out for and longing for adventure and then kind of coming back to that point. Uh, it, yeah, it just works for full circle Star Wars. I don't have a whole lot of things I want to take back just because it's mostly action in this 20. I agree that that generally Finn and Poe are kind of useless in this 20. Finn's barely in this He's one. barely in it. He says we should go fight, which in the moment is like, that's very nice of you to have that duty, but you're not going to help Luke Skywalker fight Kylo Ren. That's right. He drags Rose's non-corpse in somehow if, after not being shot by the First Order. Yeah. Um, and the then, line, where did the crystal critters go, is a stupid line. Well, just, they're crystal critters. They're stupid. That's right. Uh, here's a hot take. I think this is a bottom three Star Wars movie. Yeah. And I'm not saying that as one of the Last Jedi haters because we started this podcast like, yeah, Last Jedi is good. Shut up. And now I've watched this movie and I I have issues with it that are different from a lot of people's issues with it. But I think that it's that it's saga. Oh, yes. So, okay. Oh, no, I don't include Solo in that. You don't include Solo. Solo is a hard bottom, honestly, just because it's so inconsequential. Well, then, yeah, it's 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 mine, too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's mine. That's too bad. 100%. It's kind of too bad. But it, it just like Revenge of the Sith is fantastic. Uh, it's it's not as good as Force Awakens because it had like it has the ability to be better oh. in a lot of ways. Oh, listen. and it has points in it that are a lot better. I mean, I I've been working on a list of my hundred favorite movies of the decade, mm. and and Force Awakens is very high on that list just because of what it means. Mm-hmm. It represents so much joy at the movies. Yep, absolutely. And then you have the original trilogy. So the original trilogy. Force Awakens, Revenge of the Sith, like it's no contest. Those are your top five. Yeah, in my opinion, uh, and like maneuvering around, I think probably trade between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens a little bit at three four. And but like after that five, it's a hard drop to six seven eight. I think given enough time, in fact, in another ten years, when the recency bias has faded, I'll I'll be comfortable moving last jedi into bottom two just because i have over such a, attack or no or phantom menace? over i have such a special place in my heart for the phantom menace yeah that makes sense i really do yeah no i, I do too but i have such a, a love for all of star wars that mm-hmm. as much as i do have that love for the phantom menace it's not a good movie it, i i prefer attack of the clones and i most people do prefer the phantom menace to attack the clones yeah uh but i 
prefer Attack of the Clones. But we're comparing bad movies that just happen to have lovely yes, things in them. Absolutely. Yeah. Whereas the other five are excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, there's the offshoots. And we're like for Rise of Skywalker, like, who knows? I really, I really want this one to be right in there with the conversation on yeah. Return of the Jedi Force Awakens. Or, you know what would be amazing? If it could become a clear cut top three Star Wars movie, that would be insane. I mean, you go to the movies wanting to see the best movie you've ever seen. That's true of always. Course. Yeah. And, I mean, you should anyway. You should not be going at Rise of Skywalker thing. I saw a guy right today somewhere. It was oh, on no. Twitter. I mean, I don't even remember what he was talking about. Basically, he was trying to sound rational. You know, when haters try and sound like they're like oh, they're yeah. being agreeable. And he's like, I don't think... He says, uh, I want this movie to be good. I don't think it will be. But I want it to... Then you're not going to like it. If you're going in pretty sure you won't like it, it's very unlikely. Sometimes you can be subverted. Yeah. But not usually with something that, that people are this passionate about. No, I completely agree. You have to go in hoping it's great and i mean i had that i had that hope for the last jedi mm-hmm. going in because people always said that like the rumor was beforehand best since empire and i think that's a, a very good comment to look for because empire is the benchmark mm-hmm. and the first one has such importance for its introduction to everything and it's also exceptional as well yeah so but also best since empire just means you're taking out both four and five yeah and so people always kind of talk about that like are we ever going to get something that's the best since empire mm. and People said kind of like that was the hope a lot of people had around The Last Jedi. Some rumors where it was. Um, and then I remember right after seeing it going like, best since Empire. Well, and there's still a hope that, we can, really. over, that we can overcome sophomore slumps. Like it's still, yeah. it's still a pretty elusive thing to have an excellent sequel. That's why we, we talk about the ones that we have to kind of hold that, that whole genre up, which is like The Dark Knight and The Godfather and like Two Towers. Two Towers. Yeah, but that's still my least favorite of that trilogy. A lot of people it is. Yeah. A lot of people it isn't. But it, it's one of those things that it's it's absolutely the hardest one to do. Yeah, uh, it in, is. In the sense of satisfying people. Mm-hmm. Uh, be, but I don't know. When you look back on things, there are a lot of... Yeah, you're right. That's why Empire is so incredible. Um, but there weren't enough... Uh, I think Ryan Johnson needed to leave some more things cliff hung. Yeah on this one seeing as we had the wonderful cliffhanger from jj well i mean in, in empire strikes back if we're really mirroring that original trilogy yeah uh we had one of the greatest movie twists of all time yep and this movie lacked that it had a fun little twist at the end which kind of like kept you on your toes but yes. it doesn't change the fiber of the story no not at all and there will be a couple of those in episode nine which is exciting yes um so yeah do you want to let's just see a little trivia do you want to go because i don't have a whole lot of trivia yeah let's go right into the trivia then all right well a padawan question i think we might have had this as a trivia question before although i can't imagine why uh what is broom kid's name tamiri blag that's right now i didn't realize until i was reading about tamiri blag on wikipedia that he appears earlier in the film at the canto casino yeah he's the kid who rose uh trades the ring with yeah, see, I didn't, I didn't connect that. Yeah, he's the one who's gonna put, like, call them the, I don't know, the whippers, uh, when they're trying to let the fathers free. And indeed, he is force sensitive. He's not to represent any kind of future storyline, right? He's just supposed to be emblematic of the fact that the force is out there and alive as ever. Absolutely. Yeah. And that the message worked. Yes. Um, Padawan question: What are the last words of the film? Oh shoot. Um, can you tell me who spoke them? Nope. That'll really give it away. Uh, because I'm not gonna get it otherwise. So you might as well give me a, a little hint. Luke Skywalker, Jedi Master. Uh, oh, that's uh, Tamiri Blake says it then. No, Tamiri Blake's friend. Oh, he gets to say the last. <laughs> and that's why that's my master question. <laughs> that is a tough one. Yeah, you started with master question. No, no, no. That's my the the his name. No, the, his name is my master. This character has a name. <laughs> That's preposterous. Uh, oh, this is kind of interesting. This well, is just you, you won't get it, but it's Onehozaya. I was going to guess that though. You didn't give me the chance. Um, this is just general uh, Last Jedi trivia. Who was nominated for a Golden Globe today? Who turned down the part of DJ in the Last Jedi? Oh, that's interesting. Turned down the part of DJ and was nominated for a Golden Globe today. That's right. Tuesday when we're taping this. Okay. Um, big, like huge, huge. Um, and it's and it's good, and it would have made it better. Although, obviously, good actor is not what makes this part good. 
but I like him, but I, I'm more interested than Benicio Del Toro to see this guy be in Star Wars for sure. I'll help you. Yeah. He got nominated for a Golden Globe. He's likely going to win. He's likely going to win. Yeah. Okay. So if it's comedy or drama, the favorites are Adam Driver uh, or... It's not Adam Driver. Well, I know it's not Adam Driver. <laughs> it's not... It's not... It's probably not Robert De Niro. And uh, it's probably not... Was Joaquin Phoenix wanted for this? No. Yeah, he was. He was Joaquin it, Phoenix. It was Joaquin Phoenix. Turned it down. Didn't want it. Really? Okay. Didn't want to be was, was wanted is what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. They offered it to him. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Sure it does. Yeah. He'd be great. Well, and it's funny you mentioned Adam Driver and Robert De Niro because Adam Driver's stock went up today when Robert De Niro was snubbed by the Golden Globes and was not nominated for The Irishman. He wasn't nominated. He wasn't, which is wild to me. Because Pacino and Pesci were. That's correct. They're... They're, Although I've heard they're both better. Frankly, they're better. I mean, like, it, he's he's kind of just Robert De Niro in The Irishman. It's awesome, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. But it would be a little silly to nominate him, honestly. Okay. Amazing movie. But uh, Adam Driver, who still has an uphill battle, uh, and certainly has a has a fight against Joaquin Phoenix at the Oscars, um, could, could definitely be a contender. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, and uh, my night question is, uh, what are the odds the Rebels would find an exit in the caves? Oh, that's uh, my master question. Oh, uh, yeah. 15,428 to 1. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Going to get into the news? I guess so. Is that all we have to say about this about this movie in general? It seems like we probably could have pulled a little something out to say. I mean, I, just the I discussion. I said a lot is what I mean. Well, that's true. I mean, like, the, the discussion between uh, how about Ren and Luke, like, is we didn't say a whole lot about that. Like, when he's um when he's prophesizing that he will he will rain demise down on on the resistance mm. and um Luke pulls out a little Ben Kenobi when he's like you know if you strike me down I'll become more powerful than you could possibly imagine something to that effect that's yeah, kind of pleasant the, yeah the line is no strike me down in anger and I'll always be with you just like your father mm yeah that's good that's kind of interesting yeah it's a really good do line. we think that Kylo is still haunted by by Han he better be yeah I hope they show that kind of thing in like episode nine you don't think han's gonna appear in this movie i think he is gonna appear in flashback yeah he could that'd be cool i think he's definitely gonna appear in flashback you think you get points on it just for one little no cameo <laughs> no <either>. no <laughs> jj will be asking and harrison would be like oh it's a day it's a day of work okay do we have any idea uh what kind of money jj's getting for this movie because they definitely had to back up a truck for him oh yeah they absolutely had to back up a truck for him i don't know it's a good question but a shit ton and uh Maybe, uh, because he got a bunch of points on Force Awakens, is why I ask. Yeah, I'm just like, that's a very wealthy man. Oh, it's in, he also, Bad Robot got what was it, four or five hundred million dollars to go to, was it Warner or, yeah, yeah, well, it's, yeah, it was Warner because they, um, he's been rumored for Superman. Mm, Oh, really? He, no, he wants to do a Superman. Michael B. Jordan wants to be Superman, and Henry Cavill wants to still be Superman. So yeah, there's a lot. There's a that. lot of heat around Superman right now for some That's reason. So silly. I mean, I guess I'm into Michael B. Jordan as Superman, but like, I don't know. He's actually never been a big box office draw. Michael B. Jordan. I mean, obviously, obviously, Black Panther notwithstanding. Yeah, I don't like Superman. Like, I'm not a big Superman fan, and yeah. apparently, Superman fans really, really like Henry Cavill for the most part. So just keep it Henry Cavill. Okay. All right. Well, that's fine. Okay. I don't really have anything more to say about this movie. I think we actually kind of condemned this movie and that's a little, little too bad. I don't want to, I don't want to go off into the next movie on a negative note, but to say that I have very high hopes and I'm so excited for Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's what we've been talking about the entire time. And we've viewed this movie somewhat in that context. Mm -hmm. And this movie will have a lot of different context afterwards. I'm excited to watch this movie again after the Rise of Skywalker. I'm thrilled to watch like that trilogy in just like a day's time or in a couple days time. That'll be really exciting to see again. All right. Well, let's get into news. Sure. So, um, Oh, well, uh, I will say this, um, as long as we're talking about other movies and Disney in general, a pretty big feat this weekend when they became the first ever movie studio to reach $10 billion in a calendar year at the Worldwide Box Office, thanks yeah. to Frozen 2. And they before did, it, and they Star did Wars. it before Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. What's, there's one other one they have coming in as well. I mean, Endgame is literally a quarter of it. Yeah. No, I, I've heard that... I think 13 million is the projection that they can hit by the end of the year. Like 13 billion. 13 billion. Wow. And so that would be, I guess, like two, 
two and a bit probably from rise if on like the max end although some people are saying it's probably going to end up being around the last jedi yeah no, it's, uh, it's no not, matter it's, what it's not going to make end game money no. no 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 um but it could i still i still think it could and freaking hope it'll cross too well i mean you only make that kind of money if people will go again and again which yep. some people will mm-hmm. and if it's a great movie lots of people will yeah oh absolutely so it could happen yeah and there's gonna be sure shit looks like there's gonna be a lot of lightsaber fights awesome so we uh okay well hell let's just get into some of those things uh there's been so many little clips here and there we know that there are going to be at least four instances of ray using her lightsaber aggressively against other five. There's going to be a minimum of five instances of Ray using her lightsaber against other force users. Okay. Other people with lightsabers. That's great. Whether that's like in four out of five of those, I can, I can three out of five of those. We can hundred percent confirm will be lightsaber on lightsaber. Right. And these are just from the clips that we've seen. Wow. So that's pretty friggin' exciting it compared is. to what we usually get. Yep. I mean, that's that's what Star Wars is to a lot of people. We might as well promote the hell out of her having a lightsaber on. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's some really cool shots, actually. I know this is, you know, phenomenal podcasting. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to show you just a couple uh, of really cool shots from the many TV spots and trailers around the world. Uh, we can talk about a couple of key points and things, but I also want to show you some of the shots. So this one right here is one of... Ray flipping in air and it doesn't I don't think it's the sh- like the shot of the tie fighter I think it's one of maybe that scene but her doing another crazy flip in the air okay and so you're right this is not great radio but we'll there's her oh, like totally wow. flipping in the air so there's some, gonna be some acrobatics with the fight for sure yeah she's like 30 feet off the ground flipping in the air yeah it's crazy and then there's another shot of her what looks like stopping Kylo Ren's blade in a fight with mm. the force Oh, as opposed to her lightsaber. Not, where, not where's that been? I don't know. That's a great idea. Absolutely. If the light if you don't have your lightsaber in place, as Kylo Ren blocks blaster bullets, why can't you block She's a saber just coming? Just holding down? out her hand and presumably the blade can't go any further. That's so exciting. Or else her hand's gonna get cut off a la the rest of the Skywalker family. Uh, yeah, it's gonna get stripped long ways by the look of that shot. <laughs> that would be disgusting. Well, you know what I would love? I would love Kylo to lose his hand in this movie. Yeah, that would work. Yeah, even if he even if he dies as well, but just it would be great. Yeah, just on the way to dying, he loses a limb. Yep, that would be fitting. Because even even Vader loses um, like four or five limbs in this movie, right? In, in the series. No, I'm just gonna say, no, because yeah, no, Vader loses all of his limbs um, because. He only the only one he has left that Obi Wan doesn't cut off in Revenge of the Sith is the mechanical one. Yes, um, but that's also the one it's cut off in Return of the Jedi too. And that was it. That mechanical, the original mechanical one, or I'm sure it was replaced again, but that is the one that in Return of the Jedi is cut off. Yeah. So that's five severances of limbs. <laughs> yeah, that's per- yeah. that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. <laughs> you throw in Luke, that's six. We gotta like keep this going in the family. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> another shot uh, these ones are our space ones so this is one that I thought was interesting because it was one of the main shots for the international trailer mm-hmm. so really playing into what the uh, Asian audiences have liked in the past the Godzilla types okay and so there's this gigantic uh, like there's a like, green fog that the the Millennium Falcon driven by Poe or piloted by Poe is traveling through at one point. Oh, really? Uh, and so that's really kind of weird. And Poe's navigating, and there's this giant space slug. Looks like an Exegorth from Empire Strikes Back. Yep. But bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, something out of, like, like, maybe the Ma or something from Solo-esque. And then they show this other kind of reddish... Um, pathway through the sky that also almost looks like they're going through um some other right weird space portal of sorts so where have the knights of ren been they've been off on a very important sith mission Mm -hmm. that kylo ren sent them on what are we learning about who's coming back in this movie palpatine Mm -hmm. where is palpatine everything's pointing to him being on in like the uh, unknown regions and that he's been hiding out there the unknown regions are unknown. Who knows what you may have to go through out there and why they're so difficult to navigate. So maybe these like red and green storms are literally them having to get to the unknown regions even. Uh, so who knows how that's going to come into play. But likely uh, the Knights of Ren will will lead, will kind of lead the way for Kylo and Sith. And maybe they'll be on their, maybe the rebels will be on their tail. Who knows? Right. Okay. Uh, 
Another one, uh, they show a close-up on the dagger that has been rumored. Uh, and so the one that she, Ray had in her hand uh, in the fight with Kylo in the White Room. Mm-hmm. This is a picture of the dagger where she's holding it up and looks like a map. So clearly some form of outline on this Sith dagger shows where in the Death Star wreckage for them to go to. Okay. Something like that, it seems to be it. So starting to feel a little Dan Brown, Robert Langdon about this. It's it's very, very MacGuffin-y. It's yeah. hitting all the the check boxes on what a MacGuffin can be. It's like it's a map. It's a key. It's a, it's a weapon. Uh, but if it's also like the Mortis Dagger, it will be the thing that kills Palpatine in the end mm-hmm. uh, and maybe kills Ben Solo. So, I mean, there's it, this could be a very, very important device. Uh, and I'm really, really curious about it because it doesn't look like the Mortis Dagger, but it, it looks very interesting. Uh, and it is confirmed as a Sith Dagger uh, in some of the kind of the promo wording around this featurette. Okay. And so that also confirms the rumor that that was initially why 3PO needs his mind wiped Mm. so it's almost definitely certain that 3PO will have his mind wiped to translate the dagger or like that seems like it's very likely reset to factory of his 6 million forms of dialect Sith isn't one of them right? Uh, or maybe he lost that one on the way he replaced it with with Ewokies and was like oh (laughs) shit I I took the one that I thought I didn't need anymore because you guys wiped out the Sith (laughs) and now they're back (laughs) of all the ones to overwrite on my hard drive even Uh, if you have eradicated the Sith don't unlearn Sith (laughs) we'll need that later so I'm not 100% sure maybe it's something Rey finds in the Death Star but this also seems. This very much looks like she has it before the Death Star, so it doesn't look like she finds it there. True. Looks like it leads her there. Uh, so yeah, who knows? But I'm very curious as to know how she's getting that dagger at this point in the movie. Yeah. Does Maz have it? Does Maz have the? Did Palpatine just drop off like a like his old storage bin, like his storage locker to Maz? She won it in like a <laughs> Pawn Stars thing, right? And it's like, oh, I got like an old Graflex here. I got a Sith dagger, <laughs> and like she's been like pawning them off to Leia over the last little while. Like, oh, maybe this will help your cause. Maybe Maz is the true villain because she's been holding on to all this valuable, right? Uh, all these valuable secrets. I'll give you a hundred bucks for all this. I mean, I gotta sell it. I gotta turn around and sell it. And that's gonna take months. It's gonna sit on my shelf. Maz, you're a thousand years old. <laughs> you can handle that. I think so. Uh, and then, of course, there's also the shot of the burning uh, TIE fighter on Octo and Ray looking at it with kind of a solemn look as if something has gone wrong. And so likely Luke will come to her in this moment and uh, it remains to be kind of seen what happens around that. Okay. Uh, a couple more things. Uh, there's a 3D poster and an IMAX poster. The IMAX poster is very cool. Yeah. I really like it. Uh, 3D poster is very, very, very A New Hope. Oh, yeah. The color palette is clearly to represent the the original Star Wars poster. Yeah, and the style of, like, Vader's helmet, Kylo Ren's helmet in the background, like, slightly... And Ray is Luke on the poster. Oh, She's yeah. wearing white, and... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's so spot on. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, the IMAX one is phenomenal looking. Tons of people kept saying that Luke's beard looks like Obi-Wan's. <laughs> oh, okay. It's cool. I mean, it's it's using that contrast of, like... Blue and red, which they've been doing for a while now. Yeah, but I like the fact that Luke's hair is also like Kylo Ren's hair mm-hmm. uh, in like the the profile, the way that they've done that. So it also shows kind of Ben Solo seeking through, like seeping through a little bit, like, right? The parts that he has in common with Luke, so it's kind of cool. And the couple small little scene tidbits that we've seen are the "They Fly Now" bit, which got kind of uh, panned a little bit on the internet. With uh, 3PO seeing stormtroopers on bikes flying, and they go, they fly now? And then Finn goes, they fly now? And Poe goes, they fly now? Uh, Oh, yeah. And people have been shitting on it. I like it. I'm fine with it. It works for me. Sure. It's a little too on the nose. Maybe you didn't need to have all three of them say it. It's a little Aaron Sorkin-y by the sounds of things. But it's fine with me. Let's just talk more. Yeah. Let's just talk more. I'm totally okay with it. Sure. Yeah, it sounds Uh, fine. The other one I do really, really quite like. It's very funny and it shines light um, on the things that people haven't asked before. And I like that. Like what we just mentioned about Rey using the force to stop a lightsaber blade coming down on her. Like something that's like, oh yeah, how come that hasn't been done before? Yeah. And people using that as like, oh, well, if it wasn't done before, then they, they never could have done it in the first place. And uh, th- this isn't canon. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> I like how your your idea of like a fuzzy necked hate nerd always has a tongue that's too big. 
<laughs> I like how he doesn't. His tongue is too big for his head. It's perfect. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's big. <laughs> The other T uh, little scene thing that they did, and it's uh, Finn, Poe, and Ray, and they're clearly in a first order base of sorts. Yeah, like they have the triangular or trapezoidal hallway style, um, and then they come across two stormtroopers, uh, and they're like, "Hey, you're not supposed to be here!" And they pull up their guns, and then Ray uh, immediately goes, "We're supposed to be here." Ooh. and Poe looks to Finn and says, "Did she do that to us?" <laughs> <laughs> good point. It is a good point. No, because of the, these Jedi are virtuous and they don't use their powers for evil. No, but you would. Yeah. But it makes sense that like Jedi are really like crazy wizard. They, they they don't make sense unless you're extremely experienced in that area. And really, it was a small part of Coruscant that knew that really well. Well, and it's indicating now that Ray is getting super cozy doing that stuff. Yes. Absolutely, and we're and there's going to be a, there's, we've all seen the training montage, uh, and they did add a little extra to it. They show her pulling out her staff and breaking it. Ooh, <laughs> that's right, full tra- transformation complete. Yes, going full rage mode. And Excellent. <laughs> just taking a stick to beat the joy. Is that all you got? Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's it for episode nine, and uh, it's getting pretty close there. Oh, uh, one thing that Chris Terrio mentioned, uh, which was really encouraging to hear, Pablo Hidalgo, who heads the story group at Lucasfilm. Uh, for Star Wars, uh, he said, I had Pablo on speed dial. I would call and ask for context and what happened in previous clone- in stories like Clone Wars. And he would give me feedback and say, no, that's a really bad idea. Uh, and our whole team would be open to what was a good and what wasn't a good idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's ridiculously encouraging. And sure. also the fact that they dropped the Clone Wars thing there yeah. is very exciting potential for <laughs> some little tidbits and uh, Mort- the Mortis arc, potentially. When does that come out, by the way, the final season of Clone Wars? February, I believe. Okay, that's something to look forward to, too. Yeah, absolutely. If you'd be up for watching that, I'd be up for it. If, yeah, I know you're going to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, curious to know how cinematic those episodes will be. Oh, they're going to put a lot and into them. Potentially, they could be the best episodes of the series because yep. of the amount of time that they've had to to polish them. And also, it's the end of the Clone Wars and it takes place over the Revenge of the Sith. Of course, crazy shit's going to happen. It's going to be good. So it should be pretty damn good. I think so. Uh, I guess there's Mando as well to talk about uh, quickly. Um, but just kind of loosely. We've done, there's been episode four and five. Uh, four was was good. Um, I liked the introduction of some of the characters. And a lot of people didn't, I didn't like, like four. four that much. I didn't like four. And I, didn't, I wasn't crazy about five. Yeah, five was the definition of a filler episode. Yeah. But the interesting thing was the person at the very end. So somebody comes up to, um, I forget what was her name, um, she's Fennig or yeah. some Fennec or whatever. Yeah, uh, the, she's a fugitive. Yeah, the assassin yeah. Uh, who they've been fighting over in the end. And the, at the end of the episode, uh, somebody walks up to check if they're alive, and they have spurs. Yeah, and so you think that could be? There's a chance it's Boba Fett. That'd be pretty exciting. That'd be pretty interesting. It could also be Cobb Vanth. Mm-hmm. which is the individual who took Boba Fett's armor and became the sheriff of Tatooine. Well, that's the thing is we're on Tatooine here. And it's also Spurs. Yep. So that makes me think potentially it's Cobb Vanth in Boba Fett's armor, which will give people the excitement of Boba Fett, but it won't be Boba Fett again, which would be potentially piss people off. At that point, is Boba Fett still alive out there without his armor? We don't know. Boba Fett loses his armor, mm-hmm. but we don't know if Boba Fett is alive. Okay. However, his armor made it out. Of the Sarlacc pit, so something is up, right? And we, because they've never confirmed it, it seems likely that the Mandalorian will be when they can, like, they will confirm that he's either alive or how he died. But if they've gone this long without confirming how he died, the odds are that he will be in it. Well, and we're going to be on Tatooine at least every now and then. Well, yes, the odds are that uh, Falone because. Uh, this was written and directed by Filoni that Favreau only ended up having seven episodes that he could make. And then they realized, wait a minute, dude, seven episodes, 35 minutes. Each, like this is too short. Mm-hmm. And I know that a filler episode in eight episodes is is not great. It's not what you want to see, but likely they said, okay, we need to plant a seed for Tatooine. We need to plant a seed for this. We need to plant a seed for this. We need to put a filler episode in, Go at it, Dave. Make it as good of a, a one-off as you can. Yeah. And hit these two couple beats where they go to Tatooine, set some things up that people aren't expecting, leave this one kind of cliffhanger that people will be interested about so that they're not pissed at the episode entirely. Um, let's cast a guy who can't act. And, oh, my God. Uh, oh, my 
God. And put him in Han Solo's booth. Yeah, also in a vest. Yeah. I hated that. And with an earring. Yep. You know, the only person to ever wear an earring cool in history, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. I just... I, I Sorry I, for people who wear earrings. I couldn't believe how bad this guy was as an actor. It was bad. I, the, the writing, frankly, wasn't very good for his character. No. And, like, he was... He was tertiary character in high school musical five bad <laughs> he was so bad it baby was, yoda was cute though he always. wasn't in it a lot i though. know uh, and the woman the mechanic looking after baby yoda was annoying amy uh, sedaris amy sedaris yeah yeah but uh oh there was one funny thing i saw on the internet there's uh it, it's like a it's a a parody of very over the top um sappy piano ballad but modern style mm-hmm. uh, done to um, it's called Dear Baby Yoda. Okay, it's 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 pretty funny. It's it's, it's worth it's worth a listen for All sure because right. just how the internet has fallen in love. Oh my god! Uh, with no kidding. Everything Baby Yoda, and uh, if you've there's some cool, interesting little. Uh, I know they're not going to come out for quite a while, but there is a couple interesting little uh, memorabilia things that they'll be selling. They'll probably sell like crazy in merch. 2020. I think the merch, maybe, maybe Yoda merch is out. Yeah, but some of it is, and some of it won't be ready for Christmas. And they oh. made a bit, like they were right to um, hold off mm-hmm. because having those like molds, anything. Although you probably could, they probably could have gotten away with just saying it was a weird version of Yoda mm-hmm. um, like in like the manufacturing and the toy uh, yeah. buildings. It's like a Funko Pop Yoda. Exactly. Yeah. Like, for example, you could be like, oh, it just looks different because the Funko Pop has got the big head. And right. the, I think the Funko Pops just have big black eyes anyway. Exactly. So there you go. Yeah. Um, that would That's, I think, one of the only toys that they actually have announced anyway as well. Um, but another th- thing on that... Um, Bryce Dallas Howard had her kids on set when filming ah. and they got to see baby Yoda. And so every morning, what don't we talk about at school today? The baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. That's risky. Let your little kids see something cute that they yes. will latch on to. Absolutely. But apparently there was uh, there's a handful of uh, people like that where they just had to like, there was the, the couple people, but like, do not talk about baby. Yoda. Seriously. <laughs> well, it was the best kept secret. I mean, it was kind of like very semi believable rumors were out there hinting about it months and months prior, but nothing concrete and no visuals. So mm. it was a pretty damn well kept secret. Okay. You mentioned Bryce Dallas Howard, who is a, a, a woman who's directed star Wars content. Yes. That leads nicely into my idea for got to cast one because the golden globe nominations came out at the beginning of this week. Uh, one of the most notable things about them that's problematic after having made the same mistake last year and being called out for it by Natalie Portman during the live telecast is that they have um, that they have noted um, they have distinguished no female directors in a year where Booksmart came out mm-hmm. and Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood mm-hmm. and uh, Little Women mm-hmm. and there's oh a- yeah Little Women I'm surprised because she's how many she, she's not missed yet Greta, has she Greta Gerwig uh, who, ma- who made Lady Bird which is a perfect movie that's what I'm saying she's batting a thousand how likely is it that this movie isn't worthy of that of that distinction as well and so with that in mind I thought we would pick from two uh, Golden Globe nominated actresses who are nominated for projects today okay that we originally know maybe not originally know but certainly love from Lady Bird which is by Greta Gerwig okay and so if you got to cast one is it going to be Saoirse Ronan yes or Beanie Feldstein Saoirse Ronan okay okay I hear you but Beanie Feldstein's great yeah she's going to play Monica Lewinsky in uh, American Crime Story really that's cool oh yeah oh nothing against Beanie Feldstein at all but yeah Saoirse Ronan she's She's Irish and she's the, one of the best actresses on of the her planet, generation, yeah, and is a chameleon, and yeah, just in every way, she's incredible. I don't think she'd do it. I think she takes herself too seriously to be in Star Wars. Potentially, you would have thought the same about Brie Larson. I know she's Captain Marvel. You would also say the same thing about Adam Driver. Yeah, that's true. But he wasn't as famous when he got cast as Kylo Ren as Saoirse sure. Ronan is now. Yeah, Saoirse Ronan is the kind of person who is. It's it's. It, if she continues potentially at this rate, she'll be having many Oscars in her in her catalog. Here's a question for you: Could she have been Ray? Yes, 
Yeah, she absolutely could have been. Yeah, right. They're kind of contemporaries, right? Yeah, absolutely. But that's yeah. that's why I think like you go for someone like her is because she's famous. Yeah, she's f- quite famous, but she's not famous so much in the sense that she's so mainstream uh, that she couldn't fall into her role fully mm. and couldn't lead an entire damn trilogy. Yeah. Um, Beanie Feldstein, I don't know as, as much about her, and you can have her as probably a good character in a lot of things. But I think Saoirse Ronan is you could you can lead you could lead a lot, and also probably if you gave me ten people, ten roster spots for someone to go into Star Wars, she's probably making my list. That's You'd why save I, a spot. Wow, okay. that's why I went with that one. We hit quick. something really strong there for you. Yeah, there, there's certain people who I've definitely like. You see them, and you're like, oh, that person would be great what about chalamet because the two of them have ridiculous chemistry yeah, the tough they do especially on graham norton it's it's hilarious especially it's everywhere they famously have the best chemistry in in their generation well that's that's a good yeah. that's a good point but it'll be interesting because he's in uh dune yeah and so that's star wars z mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's true i don't know much about dune i don't either but that's also got a crazy cast as well. So I don't know. You can, uh, I, I'm, I would never say no to putting Timothy Chalamet because he's just that good of an actor. Also a chameleon. Uh, yes. However, uh, I think you got to make sure he, he could suffer from the Anakin situation. Mm. I mean, he's a significantly better actor than Hayden Christensen, so he wouldn't have that going for him. But he's very pretty, and he's got like long hair. Like, he, he he would need to be. Did like, you see the king? On uh, and he's got Netflix? short hair in that, doesn't he? He's got ridiculous hair in that. It's like a skullet. It's like, yeah, it's he's not pretty in that. Well, but I I think you kind of got to do that then. Yeah. Uh, but but under those circumstances, then yeah, I would never say no to that. I mean, sure. I know what you mean. Like he's also like the lips. But exactly, and like Hayden yeah. Christensen, he has that kind of like the the the, the pody look and. Uh, it's still like, although Leonardo DiCaprio in the nineties and early two thousands, people would have been, they would rolled their eyes and screamed at the sun because the Titanic guy is Anakin Skywalker. He's mm. Darth Vader. No, what did you do? Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't think people were as outraged by stuff then. I, th- I think that's that fair. The internet wouldn't have allowed for it. However, I people think- would have just been like, Oh, okay. And then more girls would have gone to star Wars. Well, that's potential. Uh, but it would also he would have been incredible and the continuity worked better because he looks like what jake lloyd would have grown up looking like if he looked good as yeah. an adult yeah yeah okay yeah. all right well that's a good decision uh happy birthday on uh sunday the 8th which was a couple of days ago dominic monahan oh nice and happy birthday Beaumont. next week tuesday the 17th to ryan johnson uh, if you have any thoughts on The Last Jedi in general, Star Wars in general, you can tweet them to at Recorder66 or email Recorder66Podcast at gmail.com. We have officially finished breaking down by 20-minute segments every existing Star Wars movie, which was our original mandate. Yeah. Uh, next week, there's really only one week in between this Theatrical and... Theatrical live-action Star Wars movie. Yes, of course. Um, and uh, there's really only one week in between this and release of Rise of Skywalker, which means we line things up quite nicely. So next week, we'll just kind of talk about final theories and, and speculation before the movie comes out. And then I guess we'll have a super spoiler-heavy uh, splurge all feelings podcast once we've seen Rise of Skywalker at first look. Yeah, absolutely. We'll go through it and we'll chat about the first thoughts and things. We'll have comments that will spread out over the next or the weeks following as we do The Mandalorian. Uh, and then ideally at that point, we will have seen Rise of Skywalker enough. Uh, we'll understand the schedule as to when it will be available for streaming or potentially just we'll go to it a couple more times in the movie theater and bring a pad of paper and uh, we'll go from there. And uh, that's basically what we have on the docket for the remainder of 2019. In the meantime, send us your thoughts and uh, rate and review on iTunes. And until we are together again, may the force be with you. you.